Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Peak Performance is the smartest solution in the universe for men dealing with erectile dysfunction, or ED. So, we hired an equally smart guy who knows a thing or two about the universe to explain our treatment. An astrophysicist. Peak Performance. Hi, I'm an astrophysicist. What makes Peak Performance the smartest ED solution is that it uses a revolutionary process called focused linear compression therapy. These short, comfortable treatments involve no pain, no surgery, no side effects, and are effective for over 80% of men. Peak Performance. Very smart. Call Peak Performance today at 1-800-210-8181 for a free blood flow evaluation. That's 1-800-210-8181. Call 1-800-210-8181 or visit peakperformanceformen.com. Peak Performance. Man at his peak. Via Papa Hotel Lima Echo November Radio Check. Papa Echo November. Good afternoon. Richard Five. Good afternoon. Richard Five as well. Papa Echo November. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. 
My name is Rob McConnell, and as usual, we're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Our email address is xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. Our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. My guest this hour is Sheila Applegate, and we're going to be talking to Sheila about love. She's the author of Enchanted One, A Porthole to Love. And in Enchanted One, Sheila Applegate provides readers with a guide to embracing love in every moment. It gently reopens and reconnects readers' hearts with their minds and encourages them to surrender as they delve more deeply into their heart, their center, and explore their emotions. Enchanted One supports the highest expression as readers find themselves resting in divine love. In this, uh, in this interview, Exonation, we hope that you'll remember that you are a beautiful reflection of divine love on earth. And now joining me from the state of New York is Sheila Applegate. And Sheila, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Tell me, Sheila, um, what was your inspiration for writing your book, Enchanted One? Hmm. Well, I have dedicated... The past, well, probably my whole life, but my career over mm-hmm. the past 10 to 15 years has really been about bringing forth the message of divine love, working with the divine feminine, and helping people to really embrace this in their lives. And it felt like a book was a way to reach more people and allow them to process it at their own speed as well. Wow. Now, your your background is as a clinical therapist. Um, what kind of therapy would you have used to try and get people to better love themselves before you wrote your book? Well, <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I, left the, <laughs> I left the clinical therapy world mm-hmm. because I felt like I was sitting on my hands. Ah. I think that my work there was in, you know, my training as this clinical social worker and right. my work at, at that level gave me a tremendous foundation. But what was happening is at the same time that I was doing that work, I was learning energy healing and to communicate with spirit and um, guided meditation, and what I realized is that in clinical therapy, you can analyze your feelings to death, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that doesn't change anything. So I needed to add the component that took it a next step, which is the spiritual component and the energy of divine love. So I sort of moved away from the mainstream in order to be able to incorporate that in. So I guess you're what I can call the love guru. I like that. that. I like that. <laughs> Sheila, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Exo Nation, my guest this hour is the love guru, Sheila Applegate. Her website, www.sheilaapplegate.com. And she's the author of The Enchanted One. And we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break in two minutes as the Exxon continues. We're right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And I'd like to say hello to all our new listeners who are listening to us on Turquoise Radio at www.turquoiseradio.com. 
1-800-610-7035 is worldwide toll-free. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. Our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. And we're heard around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, Star Cable, and now also on turquoiseradio.com. My name's Rob McConnell. I'll be back in two minutes. Don't go away. Surgeons keep our hearts beating. They do the amazing, help save lives, and so can you. Your CSL Plasma donation can help create 24 critical life-saving medicines that can give Grandpa the chance for his heart to swell when he meets his new grandson or give a bride the chance for her heart to skip a beat on her wedding day. Every plasma donation helps more than you know. Do the amazing. Help save lives. Donate today at your local CSL Plasma Center and be rewarded for your time. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Exonation. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Sheila Applegate is my special guest. A little bit about Sheila as a clinical therapist, motivational presenter, author, and teacher. Sheila Applegate's passion is to provide a forum for people to process emotion and integrate spiritual understanding in their daily lives. Sheila earned a bachelor's degree of social work from Syracuse University and a master's degree in clinical social work from the University of Maryland. And in 1998, after years of studying metaphysics, Sheila was ordained as a minister through the Light of Divine Truth Foundation. For over 20 years, Sheila has combined her broad formal training with her continual personal awakening to bring forth the message of oneness through divine love. As a messenger of spirit, she embraces and connects with the vibration of the, of the divine feminine. Sheila encourages people to embrace their passions as a service on earth by living with the spirit of enchanted oneness. Her website, www.sheilaapplegate.com. And uh, Sheila, tell us a little bit about your, 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 your voyage from, you know, here you were, you were in social services, you found yourself sitting on your, your hands, as you said. What was it that pushed you? to finally make the commitment that you are going to communicate with um, with spirits and uh, channel messages from Isis and Magdalene in order to help people? Well, it was a journey more than a, a moment in time. I'm sure mm-hmm. there was one moment where I said, okay, I'm done with this world and I'm going to live fully in the other one. But 
I had, like you said, been studying metaphysics throughout the whole time I was working in clinical therapy and realized that um, I really did have a gift to communicate with spirit. So I overlapped for quite some time where I did my mainstream job and I started a private practice um, communicating with spirit for people. And along that path, at one point in my journey, I had a vision of Magdalene Mm -hmm. who came to me at a point when I wasn't doing a reading, which is what made it unusual for me because I usually, you know, saw spirit when I was working or in a meditation Mm -hmm. and went through my life um, without that when I was not doing that. And one day she appeared to me when I was going through a difficult time and I saw her in my living room and she told me who she was and that she was Jesus's beloved and that she understood the journey in front of me would be difficult but that she would be with me and she placed her hands on my heart and so much love poured into me that I completely overlooked the part about my journey ahead being difficult but she did stay with me and I journeyed through some of my own personal experience of dealing with deep grief and Mm -hmm. losing some of the people closest to me I was teaching at the same time, and I just eventually moved over into that full-time. What was it like the first time you realized that the spirit that was touching you was Magdalene? How did you feel when you, when you, when it all, all added together? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the amount of love that pours through her, and then Isis, she introduced me to Isis before I didn't have a context for it. Mm -hmm. Not that I had a tremendous context for Magdalene growing up in this society, but I did have some. Um, The love is so deep that everything just makes sense in that state, and I think that's what I try to bring forth and I think that's why I love that gift so much because the words that are said are beautiful but the vibration that flows with them when I speak for her is what is really life-changing how how do you communicate with her if you want to get some information from for someone is is it hard is that instantaneous Uh, do you have to go into a state of meditation it's instantaneous for me now. Um, I mean, it's a skill that I've mm-hmm. been able to do much easier over time, but I do an opening prayer. So if someone comes to me for an individual session, yeah. then I can work either with Magdalene Isis, you know, my guides or, and or the person's personal guides or loved ones who've crossed over. But when I'm doing individual work like that, or if I'm doing a channel for a large group, all I do at this point now is I have a prayer that sort of states to the universe <laughs> that I'm I'm working now, and I, I just expand my attention into that, and I begin to speak. So it's it's very much on demand at this point, mm-hmm. and um, easy for wow. me, actually. <laughs> what would you say to some of our listeners who might not believe in channeling? How do you deal with skepticism? Mm-hmm. I actually love skepticism, and I I think that I'm one of the biggest skeptics, which some people say makes me a little schizophrenic, but I don't think so. (laughs) 
I think that I got here because I was skeptical. You know, I didn't just pour it over. Mm-hmm. I let the vibration. When when I saw that vision, I analyzed it. I made sure that it felt, but it felt right to me. And everything I hear and listen to, I run through my own heart and only accept what feels right. And I want everyone to do that. And I think that everybody channels in some form or another. I think it's a really natural state. If somebody writes a song, they're usually channeling something more than themselves. If you're talking to a friend and you're helping them out and all of a sudden you think to yourself, wow, I just gave them really good advice, Mm -hmm. you know, where did that come from? It's all degrees to which we open to something more than our our consciousness. Um, So when did you first notice you had this gift? It's interesting now with a book out and doing more interviews, I I am looking further back into my childhood, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize it back then. Um, So I would say I just learned it. I went to the metaphysical church and I started taking classes and I learned guided meditation and in that was taught how to um, connect with guides. And so it was a learned technique for me, but it was natural. And now when I look back, Mm -hmm. I can see things in my childhood that I was doing it, but I had no name for it back then. Can anyone do what you're doing? I absolutely believe they can. I think it's our natural state, mm-hmm. but it just like anything, it takes discipline, practice, desire, passion. I mean, we could all play basketball, but the degree to which we'll do that depends on how interested and how aligned we are with that and how much time we put into it. Wow. Um, how does your family deal with you doing the work that you do? Well, my kids grew up in it, so they don't know any other way. Uh. <laughs> and that just is completely natural to them. I don't think they can even imagine something different. My daughter actually has a radio show already um, that addresses some of the topics, and she's only a teenager. Mm-hmm. But looking back at my family of origin, um, my parents struggled more with it, um, now they absolutely love it. My mom called me a few weeks ago and said that, that the book that I just released is her new Bible, which says a lot for someone who has been going to church all this time. So um, they came along, I think, because the message and the way I was living my life um, is in love and in his truth, and it speaks for itself. So even though I pushed them beyond what they were comfortable with, they, they came along. How did your your religious beliefs either work for what you're doing now or against what you're doing now? You know, you've, you're talking about one one of the entities that you that you channel is Magdalene, which is Roman Catholic, and then Isis, which is an Egyptian god. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's interesting you said that Magdalene is Roman Catholic because I'm Protestant, yeah. so. <laughs> Magdalene is Christian, but not necessarily Roman Catholic. So um, I think being raised Christian, Protestant, I was there was maybe a little bit more openness mm-hmm. to um, to the things I do, but probably not that much more. I think that because of my infinity, at least in this t- lifetime, is to the story of Jesus that that is part, even though Magdalene isn't a part of that in most of the 
teachings, but I think that my early understanding and connection to that piece of it did support it. Um, of course, I had to go beyond that. But when I was young, everybody couldn't understand in the church. You know, I would stand up to the minister, and, you know, I just had an ability in me to know what was truth and what was man's lies, even within the church. Not that they were intending to lie, but you know what I mean, um, throughout my whole life. So I think that supported that. Mm-hmm. The piece with Isis is actually that Magdalene introduced her to me as her spirit guide. So I had an, I don't have as much of a connection to Isis as Egyptian as a spiritual archetype of the divine feminine and one who has guided some of the, um, the goddess energy, goddess leaders throughout time. So even a, um, so even a spirit guide has a spirit guide? <laughs> Well, Magdalene introduced her as, so the way Magdalene described it to me is that when Magdalene was on Earth, mm-hmm. which she was, then Isis was acting as her spirit guide. Ah, gotcha. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, you and I have to take a commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, our guest this hour, is Sheila Applegate. Her website is www.sheilaapplegate.com. That's www.sheilaapplegate.com. Dot com. If you'd like to get a hold of us, tell me your comments. If you have any ideas for shows, or if you'd like to have one of the guests back that we've had over the past uh, 21 years, you can do that just by sending me an email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. And don't forget, Nation, you can always read the X Chronicles newspaper free online. We have about 40 editions up there at www.xchronicles-newspaper.com forward slash newspaperstand.com. And Sheila Applegate and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue talking about love here in the Exxon. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www. .exoneradiotv.com
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Sheila Applegate is my guest this hour. We're talking to Sheila about her book entitled Enchanted One. Her website, www.sheilaapplegate.com. You know, Sheila, in a world filled with information and where there are literally millions of books, new books coming out each and every year, you know, and uh, not to mention that there is, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, positioning for precious uh, shelf space in the bookstores. What made you write such a book? That's a good point, and I thought that through many times. Like, why do I need to bother? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you know what, Spirit just, I, I think it was my connection to Spirit just pushing me forward and forward that I needed to, and then people that I worked with also asking for it. So I have to say, I even went into it with a little bit of resistance, but I actually love it now. So that's a wonderful thing. And I'm seeing that there is a benefit to it being in book form, that there's a timelessness to it, that people, you know, I know that that will be here. If the world isn't ready to hear the whole message now, it'll still be here in the future for them to pick up and to experience. I also know that people who've worked with me closely for years and years and years are picking up the book and saying this is helping me transform in a way that even though we've talked I just didn't it didn't sink in in the same way so there's something about it in this form that's helpful so so tell me how can people benefit from reading enchanted one it's when i did decide to do the book I asked that it be layered, Mm -hmm. that it would be a book that would be able to reach people wherever they are and take them to the next level, because that's my intention with everything I do. And I have experienced that from the responses, that people will pick it up, and people that haven't really explored this journey at all are Mm -hmm. picking it up and reading it and saying that they absolutely love it and it's changing their lives and they're picking up on a certain piece maybe about the emotions, or I talk about forgiveness and the ego, different things about that. And then other people, like I said, who have studied this for years and years are picking it up, and it's taking them to a new level of really living in oneness on Earth. So I think it's wherever the reader is, it will take you to the next step. You speak of embracing the full spectrum of emotions. What does this mean? That is one of my key, that to me that's the key to uh. what's really going on here, is that on the spiritual journey, or when people are talking about peace, so often what we're, people are trying to do is they pick the side of the emotions they think are spiritual or good, such mm-hmm. as peace, love, joy, and they pick the other side and say these are bad, anger, fear, doubt, and they try so hard to just ignore the one side and experience the other and that's not reality as humans the whole spectrum is here so what i work with people in doing is connecting to divine spirit love whatever it is that you want to call it connecting to source so that you're free as humans to actually experience the the all the emotions while still staying connected to love and be able to move through them so that they don't have power over you but rather they support you in living in love on earth. Why do you think it's so important for us to explore the divine feminine in these times? 
I think that, to me, the divine feminine is the heart center. And it's not about men versus women, and it's not a feminist movement. It's about within each of us, we have the divine masculine, which is represented by our thought and our mind, and the divine feminine, which is represented by the heart and the emotion or the feeling. And in truth, we need to bring them into balance. True power, true ability to manifest the world we're trying to create, we are creating. Let me take the try now. The, the power to, to manifest what we want in our lives and in the world comes from the mind and the heart being in harmony with each other. You know, the secret came out and it talked all about the manifesting with your thoughts, but that's only half the story, which is why the heart-centered, the divine feminine needs to come in now, because in, in history, in every religion over the past few centuries, we've taken out the divine feminine, the heart center, and we've been going on just the mind. And that's fine, because we learned a lot. But now, if we really want to move into this next level of creating real peace on Earth, Mm -hmm. we have to bring these two into harmony, so we have to explore the heart center or the divine feminine for a while. So what, what is missing in the love that we have in our lives right now? I think in our society, we're very confused about what love is, and we're calling conditional love, love. We're calling um, a system of really codependency, love. We're saying, if this person loves me, they will do this for me, or if I love you, I will do that. And love is based on action, and it comes and it goes, and it doesn't flow continuously. To me unconditional love is the ability to just feel connected feel divine source see see god in the other person in every moment but the key to that is separating the idea of like and love and i think that's where people get most confused because like can be conditional we don't have to go around liking all behaviors if we're going to live in unconditional love we can love We can connect to source, let that flow through us, see the beauty in everyone, and hold that space of love. And then we can also look at people's behaviors and make a decision on how we want to interact with them based on both of those pieces, the love that flows Mm -hmm. endlessly and then the, the like that is conditional. Let me ask you this. Is this portal to love that you speak about in The Enchanted One about romantic relationships, or does it expand into other areas of our lives? It expands into other areas of our lives. I think that romantic relationship is within there, absolutely, Mm -hmm. and people are very interested in romantic relationships because right now we think that that's the intimacy that's where we're searching for deep love but honestly our world with romantic relationships has the most rules and the most restrictions so um it's a, it becomes a hot topic and that is included in there but the idea is first we actually have to love ourselves really love ourselves mm-hmm. and that this formula actually falls into every relationship we have. You know, it seems as we get further into the year 2013, the call to remember oneness oneness is getting stronger and stronger. Why is this? Because it's time. (laughs) Because it's here. And it's true. There is a universal energy that Mm -hmm. has pushed through the tipping point. 
You know, it's funny because I actually wrote this book over a 10-year period. I mean, it just was endless. It didn't ever seem to be done. And then it was done, and I waited on it for over two years for the publisher to pick it and for it to come out. It arrived in the world at 12-21-12, not on purpose. Well, not on my purpose, but on spirit's purpose. And to me, that says that that stargate or that opening that occurred, that portal that occurred at that time energetically, is actually significant to the vibration of love that this message brings forth and that oneness is coming as we move through this as a universal consciousness, we have more support to move into this place now. Do you think the world and society is truly ready for this utopic way that so many who believe in the age of oneness is ready for? Um, you know, you're looking, think... you're looking at a world filled with war, filled with anger, filled with animosity. There's fights over property. There's fights over regions. There's fights over food. There's fights over money. And there's even fights over religion. So how can we be ready for a world based on oneness? Well, we, in that vibration... We'll never get there. And that vibration has been circling around for endless time and can circle around for endless time if we try to solve it from there. Mm -hmm. But what we need to do is, each, as each person chooses it. So when you say, is the world ready, it, that's kind of a conundrum because if one person is ready and we're all one, then the world is ready. But you can also look at it as if one person is not ready, then are we all not ready? And so what I advocate is that we need to start with ourselves, that we can only take this as far as we ourselves can bring it into our own lives. And I am not advocating that we ignore the world, but I am advocating that we choose it as individuals right now. We do whatever we need to to explore ourselves, to get ourselves into that place of oneness and mm -hmm. hold that space for others. And as each individual does that, it goes into our universal consciousness, and eventually we move into that place. Earlier in the hour, you and I discussed how you received channels, channeled messages from Madeline and, and Isis. What are some of the messages that, that you have been privy to receive from these two spirits and how do they relate to the world that we live in well it's interesting and in the book there's actually some of the channels are in there so it actually weaves together um, my words and each of theirs in different sections but they are both very much advocating that the divine they're moving into the heart center and that the time is now there's a call from Isis at the end of the book, and like I said, even though I wrote it a few years ago, it feels more pertinent now than it ever has been about embracing this in our lives and being able to create it. The messages that they bring forth really are about individually teaching us to go inside of ourselves and to really experience ourselves and to find a way to love the parts of ourselves that we separate. They say that you can't separate anything, even ego. They talk about ego 
a lot. And if we push, you know, there's such a movement to overcome your ego or to, to stifle it or to get it away from you. But if you push even that away, then you're not in oneness. You can't push anything outside of yourself and be in oneness. So you embrace everything and help to transform it to its healthy form. But how can we live like that? In a world like the way it is today, it's a fast-paced world. It's a demanding world. Mom and dads need one, two jobs. The family units are starting to suffer. Religious philosophies are starting to fall and regroup and reorganize. So where does this new age way of thinking of oneness actually come into play in a world that is based on so much stress and so much reality? You know, when I listen to you say that, my only response is, how can we afford not to with everything you say? You know, when the world is at that, mm-hmm. how could we not make this our priority? Well, I, I, don't want to, I don't want you to take this wrong, but I don't believe that putting ourselves into a state of kumbaya, let's hold hands and sing, is going to solve any problem. No, and I don't either, so I don't take it wrong. I was waiting for you to say something to that effect. (laughs) I think that, you know, in the 60s, it showed us the idea of love, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. concrete. It It wasn't grounded, and that's why it didn't take. And every prophet, you know, when I came forth with these messages, I had to ask, okay, every prophet that has come forth before with messages of love, the message has not stuck. So if I'm going to go forward, not saying I'm a prophet, but anyone who brings the message is, if I'm going to go forward with this message of love, how do I make it different when I teach it? And the, I, the message that I received is that each person has to embody it for themselves. You can't look at anyone outside of yourselves and hold it as that. You can't. This is not about... I am so against just staying in that whole bliss and pretending everything is okay. I, you know, ISIS is about getting to the down and dirty in yourself and to looking at those places that you don't even want to look at your, in, in yourself and in anyone else and finding love in those places. It's not about this light, fluffy, ignore-everything journey. This is about let's actually do this within ourselves so that we can embody it and show others. All right, stand by. You and I have to take our final break for this hour. Exxon Nation, Sheila Applegate is my guest. Her website, www.sheilaapplegate.com. And she's the author of The Enchanted One, A Porthole to Love. And Sheila and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue looking at love through Sheila's porthole. The name of the book is The Enchanted One, A Porthole to Love. Uh, Here in the Exxon, more information on Sheila can be found at her website at www.sheilaapplegate.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, Sheila Applegate, and I will be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
And welcome back, everyone. Uh, Sheila Applegate is my special guest this hour. We're talking about Sheila's book in co- entitled Enchanted One, A Portal to Love. Her website is www.sheilaapplegate.com. First of all, Sheila, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Uh, I love the message that you're trying to get across to people, and I hope that everyone does try and make a change because, like you said, you know, if we don't try to make a change within our own lives, then nothing else will work in anybody else's life. Um, in your opinion, were the hippies the precursor to the to the um, oneness that that we're talking about? <laughs> well, I wasn't quite old enough to know this officially, from <laughs> but um, I think so. I I think from what I know about that time that the message, the words were right, mm-hmm. or the words were similar to what we're saying now. Um, but it was, it, we just weren't right. It was just part of like, like a newbie, you know, like an infant state of it where right. it, the chaos was still there. So the concepts were coming in, but it just couldn't be grounded into the world. What, what do you, what's the message that you want readers to, to understand within the pages of your book? Well, you know, thinking about our conversation in the last statement that you asked me, which is so important, you know, we can't just go into la-la land. That isn't what it's about. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a quote from Magdalene that says, it's time to come down from the mountain and to be around the campfire. And what she goes on to talk about is how we have been, you know, we can do spirituality on our own in meditation, in a church, whatever, but we need to do this with each other right now. We need to learn to put into practice what we know in that peaceful, beautiful space into our relationships. What was your favorite chapter to write? um, (laughs) I think... But what jumps out at me right now is the forgiveness chapter. And I talk about forgiveness in a whole different way than what people have been experiencing it. And at that point, I also share my story of losing my beloved um, to a drunk driver and how I used that to move into a space of love. Quickly, give our listeners uh, an idea where they can get a copy of your book. It is on Amazon, and it's in Barnes & Noble, um, Barnes & Noble Online. It's in stores throughout the country. I don't know about the world. And you can also get it right from my website, which, is, as you said, is SheilaApplegate.com. Sheila, I want to thank you ever so much for joining us tonight and for sharing your stories, the channels that you receive from Magdalene, as well as Isis. And I wish you much, much well-deserved success. Thank you, and thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Take care of yourself, and uh, thanks for your great work. Exonation, my guest this hour has been Sheila Applegate. She is the author of Enchanted One, A Porthole to Love. Her book is available at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, and her website, which is www.SheilaApplegate.com. 
I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, I'd like to say hello to all the new listeners around the world who are listening to us on Turquoise Radio. I'll be back. Don't go away. (laughs) 